And now another episode of Mind Escape with Michael and Maurice. Take it away, Michael. All right, folks, welcome back to Mike and Maurice's Mind Escape. We have episode number 26 today. Yo, yo, uh, yo. We're going to talk about ancient uh, Egyptian gods, Ba and Ka. And actually, we're very uh, pleased to present John Hogan's back. Hey, guys, how you doing? That's a representation of John Hogan right there. Um, so yes, let's, that's a, that's a good picture there, guys. I, uh, enjoy the, the view for today. Yeah. I read your mind when I brought this thing up, huh? Oh, definitely. Definitely. Um, yeah, I'm more of a behind the scenes kind of guy. And, uh, today we have a representation of the God Horus, um, along with a few other symbols there. And, um, yeah, it just struck me as, uh, a good picture today, even though there are many ways to uh, show the god Horus, uh, the Egyptian god Horus. Um, it, very pleasing today, Kevin. Nice choice. <laughs> Is he associated with uh, the constellation Orion? Well, it's a representation that um, all of ancient Egypt was uh associated with the constellation Orion. Um, one of the most uh, clear pieces of evidence that's out there is that the uh, pyramids that were built um, 5,000 years ago, which is, uh, again, much longer than uh, most ancient history that we can uh, obtain. Um, and the pyramids were built with such an exacting nature of engineering uh, the massive structures at the base are perfectly aligned east. The east wall is perfectly aligned east, west, south, north. And they are also placed, the three largest ones, uh, in a particular order on the ground. And when you see the three stars in Orion's belt, um, from the bottom of the constellation as shown on the picture here, the, uh, no, not that picture. The one that's, I mean, all you gotta do is let the guy speak, man, and it'll pop put, up. Put, put the picture, <laughs> put the picture here. Well, I was just going to show the, the, what you were saying about the alignment and how okay, three I stars of the belt align with how this one's offset. Right. Um, yep. and that, uh, you know, the, basically, now they're speculating that that's why the pyramids are 10 to 12, possibly even 12,000 years old, because that's when the constellation of Orion was perfectly aligned with the three pyramids. Yep. Yeah, that's uh, that's a nice piece of evidence there. Um, what is it evidence of? Well, that there's an association that was so strong in their mind. So are these the three guys? Yeah, those are the three. of energy, be it human energy or some other energy that they had. Clearly, it took a huge amount of energy to create those pyramids exactly where they are. They had an exacting purpose. Um, uh, I highly doubt it was a tomb. Uh, there are many other things that uh, are more likely actually with the pyramids. So anyways, yes, there's a strong association with the three stars uh, in Orion's belt, and not just in uh, ancient Egypt, but in other parts of the uh, of the earth, there are 
alignments uh, very similar shown. So, anyways. So these are off right now because of procession? Well, they're not. I mean, technically, obviously, they're the, the a captured image of that alignment. But, yeah, right, I mean, right. they're not directly under that constellation. And it's a full, we talked about this, too, a full processional cycle is like 25,900 years. So. Right. Um, it won't be back there for obviously how we don't even know how old the pyramids are. That's just speculation that right. they're 10,000 or whatever. And then you got like Zowie Hawass and everything that like, you know, we've talked about too. the scholars just saying it's 2500 BC was the beginning, which they're not even the first. The Sumerians would have beat them to that whole um, societal infrastructure type stuff. But um, the thing I was going to bring up though is um you were just explaining all that, but when I when when I look at all this stuff, uh, it seems like there's all these like mini cults and mini like when I read about the Egyptian gods, there's discrepancies and like almost like these people thought he was good, these other people thought he was bad. Who do we believe? Because we don't even know exactly who these people were or what exactly they were thinking. So how are we supposed to, um, you know, decipher what was what kind of you know? Well. Very good points, certainly, that you make. Um, one other aspect of it is you have to consider that uh, ancient Egypt, as depicted in modern times, uh, can show anything from uh, Pharaoh chasing Moses as they leave the desert or leave for the desert. And, um, you know, in all of these instances, there's an enormous amount of time that passed. If you just look at the last 210 years and see how the United States has changed, and now you look back at history, and there's so many different stories, so many different ways of portraying what happened, so many different points of view that are now recorded, that um, you know we know for a fact that there's always been conflict, and there's always been good and bad, and what's perceived as good and bad. And so, um, so what, what do you think that is? So like, for instance, um, like we were talking about here, I'll pull this thing up about, uh, how the Satanists think, um, Thoth, who I thought was good. I've read the, these, uh, a lot of stuff on Thoth recently. I think he had an important role, um, in ancient Egypt, but, uh, there's people that believe that he was associated with Seth. What is obviously Seth's not a, savory character I mean, what he's considered basically the devil of the ancient egyptian world well again those stories regarding the gods um in my mind are simply um variations of some kernel of truth that's there and um so right. so look, you, this is what i was talking about, about 200 years in our country Think about 2,000 years in human history, and then take that back even thousands more years. So you're talking about from the chariots being, you know, chasing people 2,000 years earlier, the pyramids were still there, had been there, and uh, all of the original, if these entities, these Egyptian gods, truly are based on uh, other human like life, um, then we have to know that 
um, they had these entities had a balance also of good and evil, and it's a struggle. It's a way to um, keep challenging humans to get better, to be stronger, and uh, for the for the positive side of things. And when you do that, um, sometimes there are struggles, and and that's okay. Uh, struggles make us stronger, and so you have struggles by having conflict. And if everything was all wonderful and everything was perfect, then humans wouldn't push themselves. We would be relaxing all day long, enjoying the sun or whatever it is we like to do. And um, we wouldn't have to worry about clothing, feeding, nourishment, anything like mm -hmm. that, because we would have everything we want. And so at that point, you know, um, that's humans inherently know that that's not truly attainable doesn't seem truly attainable because what would be the point there would be no point to all this if that's all it was leading to so the point seems to be that as life continues on to another plane after this world and our souls are um, being wanted by the universe and we continue on with some sort of of conscious cognitive life in a soul then um that's a big draw <laughs> and it should be a strong motivator so why do even good people do seemingly bad things sometimes or make bad decisions and i think that's our lower nature i think that's our animalistic side of like if we have this divine so spark a challenge to get better you know. and we will continue to get better um, played the bad guy role. He wasn't originally bad in the, in the most ancient writings that we can find, which is where I put the most truth. And as thousands of years went on, the, the Egyptian uh, gods, the stories of them and all that, you know, morphed into something to whatever it is today that we understand it to be. But like anything else, sometimes the beginnings of things are you know the true nature and and sometimes we grow and get stronger but you know sometimes there needs to be that conflict and uh so set originally was part of the god family you know they, they have a, a a tree you know a family tree and you know i was telling kevin when i was coming on here today that uh um Life's been busy. I haven't had a lot of time to, you know, practice up and and go through my memory banks on all the things that I've, all the pieces of information I've come across regarding the Egyptian gods. But one thing I do know is there's basics to their societal structure as portrayed to what we as humans want and are trying to achieve in terms of society. And you know, where uh, we, we don't have, um, you know, the, the far side of the spectrum of evil around us. And we do have um, positive goals that understand uh, as much as they can the true nature of the universe, which seems to be pushing everything into a positive direction. And the only way to get that positive direction strength is to offer it some resistance in the and, you know, 
playing the negative role can be real easy for humans. Um, but isn't that part of the cycle? Like, isn't that so? So Set, Set was part of the family, and then he was jealous. He was a um, scapegoat. He he ended up being jealous. There's many different ways to you know look it up for the details um, about you know why he was jealous. But uh, so jealousy led him to uh, trick uh, Osiris and ended up killing him there's many stories about that too you can say well i heard it was this and i heard it was that and again you're talking about a story that transcended thousands and thousands of years um and even at that it's probably as accurate as it can be uh, on what they believed so if humans back then were uh so good at making up these stories and being so consistent at least they made them up based on things that sure seem to be real life. And so they talk about how the God um, who started uh, human life on earth, um, you know, they have. Wasn't that Pita that, that was the creator God? Uh, yes. And I think it's not. And um yeah. Yet, not yeah. yet, I think. Um, you know, we're next in the family tree, and uh, and the gods were born of other gods from that point down. And um, so, when we're talking about these gods, though, like my, my question would be things back to its original state and say, okay, there were beings that started life on earth. Well, even those beings understood that there was one universal force, I guess, to borrow it from a movie, but uh, a way of connecting everything. And, uh, and it does go back to a singularity, seemingly. And so when you consider all of that, uh, there's no reason why any other entity in the universe could exist that you know, couldn't start life on another planet. And so, you know, these things are possible in the human imagination. And back then they had a story to tell that people could understand. So is their family like that? Well, no, because there are things that can't really be translated. Like, you know, uh, this is an offspring of a brother and sister and people, you know, Oh my gosh, you know, but, if you consider there's, that, that still exists, in their world, it's not that that's, weird. That's all there was. Lannisters. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, these stories go back and, and you have good and evil. You have structure of family uh, that have to figure things out. There, there's always a power struggle. Um, and so these gods that the Egyptian called them, because what else could you call them? Um, Especially, do you think they were gods or do you think they were, you know, like obviously we could speculate all day of what they no, actually were, but do you think they were real enlightened beings that were just yes. superior in thinking and technology? No um, or, you know, obviously no. there's the show on, we all know the show on history channel, ancient no aliens, more. you know, no, it's, it's, it's either based on higher intelligence than we have been able to obtain yet through generations. But could it, well, couldn't it just be looked at like like an Einstein type? If you threw an Einstein and 
or a, a Tesla in a, a time like that, wouldn't you be revered as a guy? Because you were so much smarter than these Neanderthalish type. Not Neanderthalish, but they weren't as advanced as you know people are perceived to be as you know today well, as a well, whole. Sure, that could be the case. And all all you really though go back to is okay then. Who was the first Einstein type person? And yeah, and how did he get here? Right, right. So yeah, <laughs> and then you could trust. You know, you could track it back because it'd be like you have to breed with this because we want your your. You know, genes so that where flow did that through. Come from, that's right? true. That's true. Just to so touch, though, well, it's always where did it come course, from, man? Of course, it keeps going back and back. Physical damn. entities, beings that humans even had a hard time trying to represent, and they were so important. They carved them into stone in such a manner in such a place that the same carvings that were done five thousand years ago still exist, and these carvings clearly show. Uh, things happening with strange human kind of like things and their personalities were represented as an animal because you wouldn't be able to make those carvings into such a way that um, you could you could see the features on somebody's face well enough to know what they look like okay mm -hmm. and they weren't trying to represent um, exactly what they were looking like they were trying to represent what they meant, what they represented in the big picture. And so, you know, you have a mother, father like set of beings that you have to represent, right? And you could represent it in a way that everybody would always know what you're talking about and who you're talking about because they're represented in such a way. So when they show these gods and these pictures and these hieroglyphs, um, and you see an animal head on top of a person, they're basically saying, I, I think those people look like us. And, the, you know, the representation is, there's no question that that is Osiris. There's no question that that is Hathor. There's no question that's Isis. All these, all mm -hmm. these gods had their own representation of, a, of an animal, usually, or some type of bird. And it wasn't to say that they actually had yes hathor is she on there yeah. yeah okay so she's got the cow horns you know so actually you look at any one of them and they distinguish themselves differently enough so that you know precisely who they're talking about so not only did these beings names live on in whatever form they are today uh, but their their names lived on and it was represented by shapes that could always be known as that there's no question no matter how you interpret the hieroglyphs and you want to say every story that we see is told here is wrong and that's not about this and that's not about that um there's no question that the characters are all known okay. these are all different people I got a couple questions here, and I want to touch on something you said a few minutes ago. So you've got good guys and bad guys and jealous people and people that love people enough to put them back together. I mean, you know, there's all sorts of stories. You and said you said go ahead. You said that we're all moving in a positive direction. You said that No, I said we're trying to. we're trying to move in a positive direction. I, from everything I've learned and understood, I think that's true, but only because of where we are in this cycle, this processional cycle, which they truly based almost everything on that, you know, 
the stars obviously, but um, that we're in, we're, we were coming out of, you know, uh, if you look at it, it's like a big circle, you know, there's the golden age and silver age and bronze age and it goes all through the things and there's like a dipping point. So like once you get to a certain point, human nature is at a low point. Like what do you, you want to call it like the dark ages or points throughout time where there wasn't any knowledge or, um, light or any of that spread throughout the world. Um, and then you have points too where, uh, it, you know, there's an uplift, like, you know, the ancient Greeks and ancient Egyptians during that time, it was considered, you know, the golden age. So there was a lot of learning. There was a lot of, uh, um, invention, creation, all that kind of stuff going on. And right now as part of that cycle where we are, we are now past the precipice of the downfall and now on the back of the upswing here. So, um, I do believe what you're saying is true, but only in a secular pattern, if you will, of, um, of that whole system. Hmm. Well, the other, I mean, what do you think about, do you think that, no, do you think that it, that's not really, um, the way things work? Well, no, you kind of made my own point that I was making earlier. And that is through all the cycles of human history. And yes, we have gone through them. One just has to know some history of humans to know there were uh, cycles where times were good, times were bad. And most of the times when things got really bad, um, it was humans' own decisions that got them to a low point. But even if they were decisions they didn't know they were making, like spreading disease or whatnot. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, but humans figured it out before it was too late and uh, took it up turn and then you know you get knocked back down again again that goes to the point of um getting stronger and having to have conflict for that to have to happen and mm -hmm. uh humans are better stronger um uh as a group as a whole when things are based on common goals toward saving each other from disaster i mean that's that's a you know whether that disaster is you know something that um you know, takes the lives of X number of people versus Y number of people. It's not about that. I'm talking about, you know, massive human suffering based mm -hmm. on something that challenges humans will to sur survive, to live. And uh, even back then, if this group came here with the specific purpose of um, setting off a chain reaction where humans are able to obtain a way of living that we have today, um, where we change everything around us to suit our needs, uh, where, you know, some animals only have that basic ability to do that. And we look at them and say, hey, look, it's amazing. You know, this fish does this. It builds its own mm -hmm. little nest, you know, and uh, fools other other creatures. And, you know, so, they, you know, we see that and we, we're amazed by it. But humans do that on a grand scale with a lot of things. Um, and we are able to, again, achieve what we achieve. So if we believe that those group of ancient Egyptian gods truly represent uh, living entities, and uh, they did set off a chain reaction where humans are where we are today, first of all, that's a good thing, because what would it mean if they didn't? So, and they have, if you look at it, the same basic personality structures that we have today. Again, where you have a mother, father, 
you have siblings, there's sibling fight, sibling fighting uh, to the point of who's taking over, who's doing what, um, you know, jealousy, rage, murder, uh, come back around, love, bodies get put back together, uh, you know, children are born, and Horace uh, is born, and he's seen as a um, you know he has all the abilities uh that humans would want and to be able to do with their abilities so that's like a jesus type yeah maybe um less was osiris the jesus jesus was pure or is represented by the stories and the writings uh jesus is seen as pure love and he wasn't always that obviously because he didn't really attain uh any sort of prominence until the last three years of his life so prior to that very little is known or at least shared uh with um about uh, all that time a couple times it's mentioned so regardless of whether you believe in jesus or not regardless of whether you believe in god or not um understand that there is writings uh, about a specific person that did live, did exist, and and he basically went pure love with everything and tried to show the power of that, while at the same time not using the power for anything for himself ever. And so, um, very interesting role there. So something that most humans have difficulty even wrapping their arms or their head, their thoughts around the fact that somebody could be that way. And if somebody were walking around being that way today, you know, a lot of people try to be, but if somebody truly were doing the things that he's been credited with, um, he'd be a huge celebrity. And, you know, and then that changes everything as well. So John Travolta. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So, so, so you have all these stories with these gods. They're represented. Their personalities are represented as animals on top of their heads. Um, they had all this again the same things that humans have. And there's this conflict. So um, there's there's conflict. There's fighting. There's love. There's getting you know patching things up. But in the long run, um, no one side can win. Mm -hmm. okay and because of that's the balance that's right exactly the balance but here's the thing too um a couple things i want to touch i like the jesus and god thing that you were saying but i also want to touch on something else which is um i've been learning a lot about like you were saying evil and what you know what is evil evil i think is just error i think it's um I mean, obviously, there's people that will deliberately go out of their way and do terrible things, and those people, I guess, you could consider them evil that have, you know, where the psychopaths or, but that could you that could that even be a I'm mental, you know, disorder too, you know. So it's not necessarily their their choice at all times in that scenario. But um, the thing I I just wanted to get out was um, when you're talking about uh, evil in, in what you're saying, like how it's, you know, I think when we look at these stories, it almost seems like um, these beings were just rebellious or going against the grain. I mean, you could consider a lot of people 
and a lot of uh, you know you could if that that was the case you could consider you know maybe Tesla. Um, you I know, guess you if could, somebody wanted to kill me, I'd want to be out of their way. So, sure, yeah, definitely sure. out of their way. So. So, but yeah, so I just think so, that's more know, rebellion based than it is any, um, obviously if you're going against the grain, it can consider to be evil or to be wrong or whatever you want to call that. But, um, I, I call it drawing upon a power that we all have. And that is to tap into the, the negative side of things and understand that. Um, presented in such a way, yelling at somebody could be very intimidating and very powerful. And that's, you know, and you can berate somebody and you can use every bit of knowledge you have and throw it right back at somebody. If they, if you know uh, someone well enough, then you know we've all done things that we're not proud of. And we learn from those things if they matter to us. And we mm -hmm. see how our decisions affect those around us. And, uh, you know, um, but yes, there's always been personality types that challenge a lot of things. And sometimes challenging things is, is real easy to do. And, uh, you know, but again, the, the, that's all part of the balance. And um, the, the, the bigger picture tells me that as powerful as tapping into the negative is, uh, it leads nowhere. And, uh, you know, it's very temporary and the universe is much bigger than anything going on here on earth on a day-to-day -day basis. And so everything plays out in the long run, not the short run. Right. Um, and so we'll see, we'll see what happens, but, um, yep. Cycles are all there. Uh, humans have cycled up and down. And, uh, but constantly moving forward. And so we'll, we'll see what happens. To, to touch base on the God and Jesus thing that you were talking about. Um, do you look at right here with the, uh, why is Osiris in, in ISIS? This is going to be a multifaceted question, but Osiris and, uh, Osiris and ISIS are, you know, the predominant, uh, gods that are considered to be like the good gods or whatever. But then you have this little PETA guy that was supposedly created, you know, life, and he's like always depicted as small or um, not as important or whatever. But then you have Osiris. But then when I looked into Osiris, um, the green represents, he's always pictured as green skin, uh, which represents um, uh, rebirth um, and resurrection and, you know, like regrowing of, uh, you know, vegetation and stuff like that. So you could look at Osiris, I guess, technically like Jesus, if he was resurrected and he was considered to be like the good God, um, of back then, some people even say that that's where a lot of that, um, stuff comes from in the Bible. Not that Jesus wasn't real, but that there had been other similar, well, and you know, in most of the stories. And again, you take the ones that go as far back as you can, as you can determine. And the first uh, stories have probably a better chance of being more correct than, so there's many ways to tell stories, but yes, Osiris, uh, was killed and was resurrected based on ISIS resurrecting him, putting the pieces back together. 
um, that Set had had destroyed Osiris after killing him, and Osiris did come back temporarily. And even though the only piece of him that was missing was his was his penis, <laughs> I read. Uh, yeah, I read that, and there was actually what the fuck. <laughs> they, they still managed to uh, uh, have a child, and that child. Is... He sewed that gold. Yeah, didn't she make it gold and Isis, and then he he. Horus was her... their child. Yeah. So. Um, get your dick cut off. Get a all... gold one. Create a baby, a god <laughs> baby. Yep. So, how do we interpret that? You know, why why does the specific acts of the body being cut up and reassembled and reanimated or however they were you know why does that seem so you know both fascinating and um unrealistic at the same time and it seems simpleton um, but you're right the stories uh, of greatness seem to come from dying coming back for a short time having the greatest impact in that short time Right, and it, because that is the same as a Jesus story. Right? Well, there's a creator God, and then His he Son, and then His Son's came resurrected. Back, came back yeah. for a short period of time, had a huge impact on on those around him in such a way that the story continued on. Um, and stories can be true. Stories can be, uh, you know, based on truths. Uh, so a lot of times, the details don't matter as much as okay, here's the theme of the story. Right. Uh, you know, this is what happened. This this being who we're going to show, just like you said, it's always shown in green, and we know that that means this or that. Okay? Right. That's the whole point. Okay? These, you have to picture these as human people, and they're shown that way so that you always know who the person is in the story and what they meant. And if you give something a name, then that really, um, that's when it comes to life for humans in our mind. We now have a name for something. So we picture something and we draw upon all the connections that come around when we say something like cheeseburger. Okay. Mm -hmm. You picture a cheeseburger. You've eaten a cheeseburger. You like the cheeseburger. And so you see a picture of a cheeseburger, you know right away it's a cheeseburger. Okay. But we've all so agreed you, on that you, with our consciousness. Right. So you see a picture of, you know, Set, and you say, ooh, he's the bad guy. Just look at him, too. Mm -hmm. He's the only one that's not based on a real animal. Right. That's, it's it looks like an anteater. Yeah, it looks like an ibis, a jackal, hibernate. Yeah, or it's a combination uh, of things. Yeah. And so why is, you know, how did that come about? Until you realize, yeah, he's the bad guy. It's really hard to even, we have given him a name and a picture so weird that it's it's creepy so we say oh we don't want to be that guy you know who wants to be the bad guy well some people do like to be the bad guy because they know there's power oh it's me against everybody else and look what i can do right, so, right. these are all human capabilities all human emotions all you know decisions that humans make based on these things so this is a way of trying to teach humans you have good you have bad you have people that can do this really great. Some people that can do that really great. This guy was awesome, you know, uh, on and on, right? So you right. have all these depictions, and we have given them a name, okay? So to me, when someone says Horus, 
young king, not even young, um, but ruled over everything in a fair manner, was probably um, one of the more important um, role models in terms of what the stories that he was supposed to have done. Um, so everybody wanted to be, you know, Horace, you know, so you, you think all the good, good guy, bad guy stories, right? And, you know, when you're kids playing with people and, you know, I want to be Superman, I want to be Batman, I want to be this guy, that guy. And they were all, you know, and you wanted to be Horace, good entities, <laughs> <laughs> good entities that were uh, good for humans to be looked at as if, if we can follow that route, we're doing all right. And um, so, you know, that's, that's his representation. So a lot of good things, the, the eye of Horus, the widget um, symbol there. Um, so why the, why the, the hypothalamus, out. why is the eye of God no associated with Horus if he wasn't the actual creator God? Do you think? Um, I don't think that matters. The, again, that's a level of detail. What does it matter that there were these other entities and him? Well, I mean, I guess my question is this. Okay, so through the scope of modern day society, we're always trying to get to the root of things. We're always trying to get to the root, the root, the root. Who's the real, where do we come from? Who? Who's the creator God? Yeah, but what I'm saying is, is... Um, I think there is an association when people see that symbol, the the all-seeing eye of God, you know. After thousands of years, literally thousands of years of their beliefs on uh, human creation and where humans came from, because we've been questioning that since the dawn of mankind uh, and womankind. (laughs) Right. Um, You know, but all of them are representative pieces of our personalities, what we can, you know, what we can, what we want to be, who we are, you know, what we don't want to be. And so all of these are put together is God. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so, you know, when they say, oh, this was a brother, sister, not in the way that we consider brother, sister, it was probably more of a way to show a relationship that existed, but, you know, not, yeah. not the same as an actual brother, sister, or humans. So, because um, there was no other way to describe it to humans. We didn't, you know, right. so, so there's two different entities there that um, came together, and as a result of their combining their DNA, they, their genes, they come up with Horus. And uh, so he was a good guy. And then he actually went after his uncle, Set, who uh, was the one who had killed and destroyed Osiris to begin with. So Cut his penis again, off. Yeah, the, yeah the, the struggle between good and bad went on. And so... Um, yeah, but look at look at that sheet though. Like, look at all most most have um, animal heads, and then you see Osiris and Isis, and they look like normal human beings. Mm-hmm. Well, they are shown as um, 
wearing the crowns. Uh, uh-huh. So the other, like, Hathor with the with the sun disc in the cow horns. Uh-huh. Um, that's a pretty easy one to to show, but it doesn't look like a crown, does it? It looks like the eye of Sauron or something. <laughs> Whereas, and all the other headgear <laughs> are that are look different. It's clear that Osiris was wearing a crown, right? So, you know, was he more powerful? Was he this or that? Well, they we depict him as that humans have depicted him as that ancient alien theorists say yes. (laughs) Um, I look, all this shit's fascinating. We could continue with every single one of these gods for time and time again here. I want to look into him. I want to figure more out about this beetle guy. (laughs) Um, I don't even know how to pronounce half these names. This guy. Let's, let's get into Ba and Cox. I find that to be, um, super interesting and relevant to today's quest for what is consciousness? You know, what are we doing here? What is all this about? Um, I believe that the ancient Egyptians had some pieces of the puzzle that we still can't figure out. Um, so why don't you I don't know uh, we can't figure it out? I think that whatever one's imagination uh, can show is a possibility of what, the truth of the universe is uh so uh the banca you know were a simplistic way to try and explain that yes the humans have a soul and that that soul is based on your experiences and your decisions and what you've been able to do with your own soul and so there's separate things there and it's hard to draw an analogy. It's so hard to draw an analogy that the analogy that ancient humans drew to try and explain the Ka became, you know, the story of um, human death, a separation of your soul from your body, and a separation of your soul from certain parts of your body that included maybe things like your personality and um, your likes of this and your dislikes of that and the the individual things that made you you as opposed to someone else okay so I know you're putting something up there I I haven't Given no, it's just saying ba, ba, much it's, thought in a long time. It's so, exactly what you're saying. Ba um, is like your personality. Ka is more like your right. essence, so, like what gives you your life, you know? So, you know, one analogy that is probably pretty bad, but um, because, again, it's the story of what it is, the specifics of the story don't really matter. It's the theme or point of the stories. And these ancient stories were so important that humans somehow have wanted to carry on forever and ever that these these entities made decisions that showed that humans are capable of more than where they were at that point in existence and what does that mean i don't know i'm still trying to figure that out but um but That's the only reason why we had you on was that question. <laughs> so, well, 
so you know if you you if you think of the the ka or your soul as you know you you're a computer okay so every human has the same basic parts or most do um and there are exceptions to everything on an individual level there's exceptions to just about everything in all of us um so so your your soul is the computer your your ba would be uh all of the software that you have on your computer all of the programs documents and pictures you have on your computer right now right so um so any one of us was a an hp computer or a dell computer or pick whatever brand you want because each of you already have most of you most of you well everybody out there uh, with a podcast has a computer even if it's just your right. cell phone that's still a computer capable of a lot of processing so so you're the computer and the software is what you're running today um and it's part of your personality right so there's this there's an analogy there so your your soul is your computer the vessel that contains everything and um and all its pieces and parts and computer chips and drives and plugs and screens and everything right um, so that's that and the, and the ba is more like the software and the pictures and all the details of day-to-day -day life that are there and egyptians tried to show, say that you know one day the computer will be reset for a different reason and maybe parts of what you were are, are will still be in there and your experiences summed up will mean something in, in in a way that will progress whatever the soul becomes after it leaves our body right so, so um the ba and the ka computer software uh so you think day, the day-to-day -day, day -day life for the most part for most most entities probably uh be again summed up in some equation and then you move on does that mean that you won't remember that you're kevin or maurice or joe or sam right. mike michael or john right so but does that matter we don't know our, do you, do our you computer know? gets reset into something else and holy shit i'm sure it's going to be better why would it not be you know so do you think the ba though the ba is considered what would be what moves on like your soul or your spirit whatever moves on to the next realm would be the ba your personality um, your so you're saying the soul doesn't continue on well no i'm just saying like okay so the cause your they, vital they essence like no they you know. separate the ancient egyptians separated those and it became a secular thing where um at night, the ba would leave the ka okay. and fly away and come back around in the morning to rejoin the ka. Right, that's what I'm saying. But so when you that, die, your ba leaves your ka for good, is what I'm saying. Are you reading off that sheet? What is it? No, say? I mean, I'm. This is just <laughs> what I. This is just what I'm. That this the sheet the the sheet. This is actually pulling from. Uh, Wikipedia, but and who knows? Egyptian for dummies. Who 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 actually knows if that's even correct? But just from everything I've read and stuff too, 
um, the ka, like this is saying it's your vital essence and it's saying yeah. you keep it up through food and drink. So that would mean to me that that's like your motor for your actual physical body, like what you were saying, the computer, and that the ba is the software if you will, that like when you dream, that's where you go. Or when you die, that's where you go. Um, it's like the next level or next realm. That's what I'm interpreting from it, though. I may be wrong. So I'm asking. Well, that, what you just read, is more of the symptom of trying to explain something um, in ways that people could understand Right. So right now, the way I would interpret the ka is it's it's similar in what you just read, where the ka leaves the body. Okay. So if the ka is leaving the body, that means the vessel was the body and not the ka. So gotcha. so the ka leaves the body. Boom. Now you have a separation between the body and the soul. So the soul is the computer that moves on. Okay. The ba is the software of the computer and all the pictures and all the words you typed and all the things you collected on your computer, the websites you visited, the knowledge you've gained, everything you have stored in your computer. I mean, Michael, do you have software on your computer that I don't have on mine? Yeah, but what I'm saying is when you die, wouldn't that get wiped? I mean, right. based on, you know. Right, that's the ba, not the ka. Okay. So you're saying the ka is actually your soul or your spirit, and the ba is just the the things that you're known for right here, right now, that are a collective Correct. conscious experience that you and may not have in the next realm because it's not your true right. essence. Okay. That's right. The, gotcha. I think the sum of what you are today is an inaccurate kind of statement, but best simplified for most people to understand. So the sum of who you are today would be more, I think, like some long mathematic equation. And there'll be strings of that equation that are based on your soul's day-to-day -day activity here on Earth. Mm -hmm. okay? And you take all that you become an equation in a way and that's the sum of you at that point okay right no different than um you lived for a year of your entire life where you have no memory no recollection of any specific item on any specific day we all have that it's called being a baby yeah, you're born or fish tour <laughs> when you're born and you live out your first year of life. Um, nobody, not one human can remember any of those days. We can imagine what it was like, especially if you have kids, you sit there and you sometimes you look at them and say, okay, wow. You know, I was once that, but, right. um, but so in that manner, our, we still had a soul. We still had a personality. It wasn't based on many experiences yet, but you still had a personality. Every baby has a personality. Ask any person that's had more than one child in their lives. Okay. He's, you know, even as a right. baby, oh, did you hear the stories? Oh, so-and-so was the worst baby, you know, and so-and-so huh. was the best baby, not in their personality of who they really became, but they had their own personality, you know, right. 
and, and just because somebody, some babies might be really picky about temperature and get really crabby, uh, doesn't mean that, uh, um, they're a bad person. It just means that they're very specific about that specific kind of thing. And it's very easy to, to see why they have a strong feeling about something. So uh, that's an interesting picture there you put up. Yeah, do, you, must think, be new. do you think, um, so what you're saying makes a lot of sense. I agree with it. When we're talking about how we were just talking about you get wiped or your personality or whatever, um, in terms of, uh, you know, like we've we've all read into the Arantia papers a little bit, um, not to get off topic, but that talks about how um, our personality is what survives. So, but it does say that we, whatever knowledge or like um, material or you know physical type stuff gets, you know, wiped in the next ra- uh, realm if you you know make it that far. Um, you know, if you're a piece of shit, you might cease to exist, but. Um, I guess well, my question it really is a continuation of life here on earth in some way, shape or form, even if it's a small part or a large part, but even if it in any way, shape or form is a continuation of human life here on earth, that means that human life here on earth is designed to be preparing ourselves for something else. Um, and if we are preparing ourselves for something else and for extraordinary abilities, extraordinary thoughts, and extraordinary things that go on in human history, those people that we know of, including uh, ancient people that they were called gods and have these funny names and were represented by animals, including all of that, um, if that's all preparation for something and we're trying to to emulate something so that our soul lives on and we do extraordinary things, whether anybody knows about it or not, the universe would know. The universe would know if you were alone, far away from trouble and somehow saved a life and the person went on their way, you you may or may not tell the story um, depending on who you are, and what your personality is. But that didn't mean that you didn't you didn't do something extraordinary. Right. And you could have had a huge effect, especially if that person went on to be important or that person went on to have kids that were important or so on and so on. So um, so are those things recorded? Do those things move on? Probably. They probably are specifically noted. Um, and so parts of your personality can live on. Right. Um, Maybe all of it can. Who knows? Okay, but I'm prepared for any of it. I, well, I hope. I mean, I think today we're all caught in the material, or you know, we have to be. I mean, you can't live your life and not be attached to the material world in, in some aspect, or else if you, you know, <laughs> I went on a little uh, binge like five months ago of just knowledge and just reading and information, information, truth, 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 just all sorts of different shit. Um, and then it gets to the point where it's like, I'm, you know, like a fucking recluse trying doing all this shit. I got to figure that, you know, I got to get back in the game, you know? So, um, in terms of that, I, I think that you have to have this balance, you know, of material life, being able to provide for your family, or if you've got kids or, you know, balance everything out work, you know, this, that, the other. Um, so like there's, 
yeah, there's that. And I think you and I have talked about that too. But then there's also this piece, uh, you know, of at least me, I find it shocking at how many people don't care about, it doesn't forget ancient Egypt. People don't care about where we come from. They don't want to ask the questions. It's convenient for them to just go about their lives like an ant, part of a colony, you know, like just doing their job, just getting it done. I can't live my life like that. I can't, it's like this riddle that's just haunting me in the face every day where it's like, how can people go through life and just not, um, <laughs> it's gotten to the point too, where, you know, um, I get frustrated with people sometimes cause it's like, you're worried about that and you don't even care about this. So, I mean, maybe that's just me, but it's like, uh, we're living in kind of like a bizarro world right now where half the people are thirsty for knowledge and want to figure stuff out. And then half the people, you know, only care about how big Kim Kardashian's, you know, ass has gotten the last couple of years or whatever. Oh yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. That was my little spiel. Yeah, that's words. That's the last thought by Michael. Um, yeah, we'll wrap it up on that note, and we'll have uh, John Hogan back again. This guy's a fountain of knowledge. So, um, yeah, good to be here, guys. Uh, hope any of it made a little bit of sense. Not sure. Made a lot of sense. I, I learned a lot, and I already knew a lot about it. Uh, yeah, so. I learned a lot too. I it's just kind of sat journey. back and listened. It's a personal journey, you know, for all of us. As again. Uh, as individuals, we are all vastly different from each other. When we come together as a group and we're grouped together in groups of this or that or whatnot, then, uh, uh, you know, similarities are, are developed. But, um, but we're not talking about that. Um, at an individual level, uh, humans are a wide variety, a wide range of unique things that make us unique people. And, uh, and we do have the opportunity to take all that uh, good stuff and uh, contribute to the universe even after our uh, bodies here on Earth are no longer living. So. Do you think if you don't reach this enlightenment or this track of knowledge or thirst or whatever, do you think you're destined to come back again and do it until that's, that's something I've been struggling with? Is No, I don't think so. I think okay. that the universe has use for all of it. And... Um, yeah, but what I'm saying is to get to another plane, like let's say there, I'm not saying that knowledge or truth or whatever, like obviously a lot of stuff is well, subjective. I, and, and I just, I'm saying in terms of, let's say there is a reincarnation or your soul gets recycled or, you know, there's there's proof in lots of different religions that things like that are have occurred. Um, there's even been weird circumstances where kids have been incarnated in bodies with souls of people that were in wars that knew exact specifications of planes and times and days yeah. and all sorts of stuff. So I'm not saying that's not possible. In fact, again, we've talked about, you know, hell and non-existence and whatnot. Right. I know, I know we have. It's annihilation, which you just cease to exist. And if you're too attached to the material world, you will perish with the material world. So, so if we think about that and then we think about, how humans act and react when being judged uh, or having to judge, um, which we do all the time, every day, all day long with people, with situations, with our actions. What are we doing with this moment in time? And, you know, a lot of us um, like to try and improve things around us, improve ourselves, um, improve by improving ourselves. 
we improve humanity. And so, you know, agreed. If, if we're truly believe that the superior beings would judge us even better than we're able to judge ourselves, then I would imagine that, um, uh, if you aren't contributing enough to get to move on and you haven't been evil where, uh, it's a clear, no, thank you, then there's gotta be something in the middle. And, you know, humans have tried to, Oh, it's purgatory. It's this, that, the other thing. I don't think it really matters what it really is, whether it's, you know, your exact memories come back to someone else or whatnot. I think that, uh, you get to cycle around maybe one more time. And is that true? Do I really believe that in reincarnation people take that and say, Oh yeah, he must No, I'm saying it's a possibility. Yeah. So many possibilities, but whatever we specifically say or want to believe and use our imagination to say it's purgatory or it's reincarnation or it's this, I don't think any of that really matters. What matters is, you know, you're possibly given another chance. What does that mean? I don't know. It just, but everybody seems to understand really what it means. It means you're given another chance. Right. So how, how does that happen? How does it work? I don't know. Uh, is it a possibility? Sure. Sure. So just like a lot of things. Very interesting. All right. We'll, we'll get you on uh, next time and maybe talk about uh, the rancher papers and some, uh, you know, some uh, extra planetary phenomenon. <laughs> Crazy. Well, you guys know, <laughs> whenever you want to talk about anything, I'm, I'm more willing to talk about something. Um, well, you better not say that because you'll be on this motherfucker every day. <laughs> Um, but yeah, thank you for I, coming I on. I wouldn't have time to try and build my own car and bar or yeah, we don't or yes. whatever. I'm. I heard I was off. set, so I don't really give a fuck about that. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, maybe you played that role here or there, but you're far from no being represented as that goofy looking thing. So. Yeah, man yeah. eater, <laughs> the jackal ibis. Yeah. So, anyways, um, I, good, good talking to you guys. See all right. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. All Peace. right. You got it. See Bye. ya.